Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday. We've got a great show for you today. People are still absorbing the extraordinary impact of the decision last night by the Colorado Supreme Court to declare that President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, should be stripped from the Colorado primary election ballot in 2024 because he is an insurrectionist. That's what the court ruled. Now, keep in mind, President Trump has never been charged with insurrection in a criminal or impeachment proceeding. In fact, the Biden Justice Department had the opportunity to do so, but they didn't. So the people are beginning to absorb what's going on. A little bit ago, the lieutenant governor of Texas said, hey, maybe we'll pull Joe Biden off the Texas ballot. That's exactly the concern that people have with the precedent that the Colorado Supreme Court has chosen, which is this opens a blue-red state ballot access war that we've avoided for the first 247 plus years of this great country. It's exactly why Jonathan Turley and other great legal experts, Hans von Spakovsky at the Heritage Foundation, former federal election commissioner, so many people have said that this is a dangerous ruling. First off, it's not supported by law, these legal experts say. Secondly, it's not supported by facts, legal experts say. But third, it opens up this tit-for-tat political access war that will destroy the essence of American democracy. That is the big concern that so many people have today. We've got a good show, some really great voices that we'll be talking to over the course of the next half hour, 45 minutes. We're going to kick off with Congressman Eli Crane from the great state of Arizona. He's at ground zero of the border invasion, where yesterday, for the first time in American history, more than 12,000 illegal immigrants were recorded crossing the border in a single day. That is a very grave number that is getting a lot of attention. It's an all-time record, according to Customs Border protection sources that we talked to and others have talked to on in the news day. So Congressman Crane is going to talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about the Gaza war, anti-Semitism. He had a really powerful op-ed in the Wall Street Journal written along with a peace negotiator, Jason Greenblatt, that really argues that Trump's original vision for Israeli-Palestinian peace was the best version. And I want to visit that a little bit with him as well. And then, of course, there's been a lot about anti-Semitism in the school system that Eli Crane, who fought for this country on its front lines as a special operator, well, that he has a great seat at the table to talk about this. He put his own life on the line to protect these principles that we're now eradicating through insanity right now. And I think that that's a, a big part of today's concerns, that we're just taking irrational actions in a country that built a democracy based on some very rational founding fathers, some very rational leaders and presidents. But this presidency and the era around it, particularly on the left, has created a level of irrationality that I think is gravely concerning to so many common sense Americans. We're just common sense. We, we just want facts and truth, and then we make common sense decisions. But that's not what's going on in Washington not what's going on in these ivory tower institutions like the Colorado Supreme Court today. So Eli Krein at the top of the show. And of course, it is Wednesday. So you know what that means. It's AMAC Wednesday. Our good friends from the Association of Mature American Citizens are going to join us. Bobby Charles will be here. He'll be weighing in for sure on the court ruling. He'll be weighing in on so much more over the next hour. A very important conversation indeed with him. And then we'll wrap things up 
with a great interview with Mike Davis from the Article 3 Project. He will be talking about the fallout from today's Colorado decision. We'll get you some legal analysis on what's right and wrong in the law, what's likely to happen. I think most people I talked to today believe, including Democrat lawyers, believe that this probably is going to get thrown out at the United States Supreme Court pretty quickly. That's the assessment. But we'll ask Mike Davis about that. That's a really good show. I'm very, very excited to have three such great guests all stacked up today. Congressman Eli Crane will be right around the corner. And of course, if you want to join AMAC, like I have, I have a five-year membership. I love being a member of the Association of Mature American Citizens. If you like listening to Bobby Charles or Rebecca Weber or all the great folks that we bring on from AMAC, if you want to give it as a gift, I'm already, maybe let's say, hey, I'm already a member, but I want to give my spouse, my brother, my friend, my colleague at work, the gift that we'll keep on giving of an AMAC membership. Go do that right now. You can go to amac.us slash just news, amac, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash just news, and you'll get a discount on any gifted AMAC subscriptions. It's five days from Christmas, not too late to get an AMAC subscription out to one of your loved ones or friends or colleagues as a great holiday gift. Be sure to check that out. And that's why we are so proud to be part of AMAC. What they do in their memberships become such a valuable gift to other people. So if you want to say thank you for supporting Just the News to AMAC, please go and get a membership for yourself or for a loved one this holiday season. That's how they'll know. You care, go use that URL, right? amac.us slash Just News. All right, we'll take a quick commercial break around the corner. Congressman Eli Crane from Arizona, up next, right after these messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I said this at the top of the show, and it is a remarkable thing to think about the legacy of Joe Biden's presidency. No matter how it ends, there are two things that have occurred in the same month. The lowest number of soldiers enlisted in the U.S. Army since World War II because of the massive recruitment problems that have occurred, particularly with all the wokeness going on in the Pentagon that's been cited over and over again. At the exact same time, we've shrunk our military down to potentially dangerous levels through insanity. We have the largest number of illegal aliens in history crossing in a single day, reportedly 12,600 illegal aliens in the last 24 hours alone. That's a pace of about 360,000 a month would blow away any known record in American history. Just think that that's Joe Biden's legacy. Well, our next guest, he's been harping on this, not only harping on it, he was warning this was the point we were going to get to in the Joe Biden presidency. He's a former Navy SEAL who has proudly served this country for so long. Now, a congressman from the great state of Arizona, Congressman Eli Crane joins us now. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Hey, John, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Two issues that you have been one of the most important sirens in Congress on the border now at just untenable levels. I mean, it's literally there are longer lines outside the border now than there are for people lining up for tickered concerts for Taylor Swift and lines are just thousands deep. How bad is it in are we in a moment now where the system's in danger of collapsing? Oh, absolutely. And I think we've been there for a while, John even to the point where our governor, uh, Katie Hobbs, actually uh, decided to send the National Guard down there. Um, you know, it, it's it's unbelievable. You know, when you go back just, you know, a, a few years ago um, where we had officials saying that if we had a thousand crossing in a day, it was a crisis situation. And now we have 10 times that on the regular crossing every single day. And, you know, it's I, I think most Americans can appreciate folks that want to come and make a better life for themselves and their families. But at the end of the day, when you look at many of the people crossing and there's, you know, so much video evidence of this, many of the folks that are crossing right now are military age males. Um, We don't know often who they are. They're not in a database with Interpol. They're unknowns to us. Um, You know, we don't know what their intentions are, where they're going. All they basically have to say is that they want asylum and they, they, you know, they they fear for their life and they're let into the country. And it's, you know, we're playing really stupid games, John. We really are. And when you think back to the fact that it only took 19 people to pull off the attacks on 9-11, um, you know, I, I do believe that we're definitely uh, we're, we're, we're not very far from seeing attacks on the homeland again because we've been very foolish with our, you know, immigration policy and our, quite frankly, our completely open borders. Yeah. Mark Morgan said it to me. We don't have to bring anyone else in. They're already here. If they want to carry out attack, they got in long ago because of this incredibly insecure border. When you hear a former commissioner of the CBB say that, you know, the situation is dire and serious. I want to go back and talk about the dynamic that's at work here, because I think a lot of people look at it and say, okay, why in December are the lines so big? What's driving the numbers now? Uh, We think of winter in the United States as an unlikely time, but really the winter can be one of the more large times for illegal immigration. And with Title 42 lifted off and the open for sale sign across the border there, it seems like this was inevitable, right, that December would be a crushing month. Yeah. And I think, too, you got to understand that, you know, I think it's easier to make transit, you know, often through the desert in in the winter months. I'm here in Arizona right now. It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, low 70s outside. It's beautiful weather. It's so much easier to, you know, trek for miles out in the desert. You don't need as much water. You're not going to get the heat exhaustion. So obviously it gets a little chilly at night. But the other thing, John, to remember is, um, you know, and I actually held a a classified hearing on this up on the hill um, before we left for Washington. They're not just, they also, they're also using uh, sophisticated tunnel networks as well, the cartels to smuggle in drugs and who knows what else, you know, um, and, and that's the other, that's the other scary thing is what else are they using these, these tunnels for? Um, and so when you, and you can use your imagination to think about what all they could get in, um, if they had the desire. And we know that, we know that some of these organizations around the world, the terrorist organizations, um, that we're seeing, uh, really, uh, attack Israel right now, 
um, see us as the great Satan and them as the little Satan. And we know what, what they just did to Israel. And we, many of us that have studied this know what they would like to do to us. And so it's a very, it's a very sobering time. And it's a very frustrating time because we have an administration and leadership that almost seems as if they're inviting attacks on uh, American citizens and, and they don't care about it. No, no, they don't. It's pretty remarkable. We had the pleasure of interviewing a couple of Arizona state lawmakers in the last couple of weeks. And they told us that the cartels are using an app where they get Americans, even soccer moms, to go and bring some illegal aliens across the border. They paid $2,000 a head Literally an app built to facilitate human trafficking. And Americans are cashing in on it because, well, you get money, you can pay your car off or do whatever it is. Have the cartels become so bold in their human trafficking that they don't even have a problem having an app that can, you know, reach out and hit people in America? I think it was Senator Justine Wadsack who told us this. It's uh, pretty crazy if it's true. No, I mean, and, and it, you know, it gets it gets more bold than that. I mean, there, there's, you know, video evidence of cartel members, you know, driving around Arizona up into Phoenix with, you know, 50 cows in, in their vehicle. I mean, this is what happens. This is the exact opposite of peace through strength and real deterrence, uh, John, when, you know, when you have strength and you have strong leadership that is dedicated to actually protecting the very citizens that we're supposed to be protecting, you know, uh, folks are not only around the world, but even these cartels take notice of it and they adjust, um, you know, their behavior and their operations. And right now, everybody sees the weakness, the incompetence um, on full display. And uh, because of that, it creates people start making moves on the global chessboard. And these cartels are definitely making moves at our southern border to get, you know, get in while the getting's good. Yeah, no, that's just it. It's just insane. I want to ask about one other question. It comes up a lot when I'm out and about and people ask questions of me. Why are the cartels bringing in so much fentanyl? There's enough fentanyl now to poison every American 10 times over, apparently, if you take a look at the current estimations. Why would the cartels be stockpiling so much lethal fentanyl if they don't need it for the marketplace? There's not that many fentanyl users, and they don't need it even to kill every American once. What's the goal of stockpiling so much in the country right now? You know, I honestly don't know what their goal is in stockpiling, you know, all this uh, fentanyl, but I, I do know that it, you know, a lot of the ingredients originate in China. Um, and and I know that they have plans to um, overtake the United States as the world's, um, you know, superpower. And I think, you know, one of the best ways for um, them to do that is through unrestricted warfare. And, you know, one of the, you know, one of the methods uh, that they're using and it's basically how to topple the West. That basically just means how to topple the West and the United States without firing a shot. And one of the ways they can obviously do that is by uh, killing our, our citizens with, uh, um, you know, drugs. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And there's a side effect of all this fentanyl being in the country, which is drinking water supplies. Now we're starting to detect fentanyl and just the, the basic water we drink and wash and bathe in every day. That's got to be pretty scary when you start to think about if this keeps building up, what could happen there? There's been some really remarkable medical journal articles. They don't get a lot of mainstream media attention, but it's really remarkable to think that this stuff, because there's so much of it and people are flushing it down the toilet or down the sink, that it could end up innocently being in our water system and having another medical effect on us. I want to turn quickly to the big ruling yesterday. I know as someone who has defended this great constitutional republic on its front lines as a Navy SEAL in combat, when you see a party try to use the court system to do what was our founding father's intention to be done through the electoral ballot box, it bothers you. What was your reaction when you first heard the Colorado ruling last night? You know, honestly, John, I wasn't surprised, even though I do find it disgusting um, and it just shows me once again um, that these folks, you know, they have one goal and one thing in mind only, and that is absolute power. They'll do anything possible to try and stop President Trump. Um, you know, that being said, um, I, I did call uh, Boris Epstein up, who's one of Trump's top, top attorneys, and he told me that, you know, this ruling is largely at this point anyway, a PR ruling, and that um, for this to actually, you know, take effect um, the, the Supreme Court would have to deny taking this up. And so, you know, he told me that President Trump is still on the ballot in Colorado at this point. That's something that is, I think is being missed by a lot of folks. Um, I, I think they're confident that the Supreme Court will take it up. I sure hope they do. 
Um, but this is the type of this is the type of ruling right here. This is the type of behavior that's republic ending um, behavior. And I hope that, you know, our Supreme Court steps up, does the right thing and uh, overturns it. Yeah, I think that's what the American people are looking for. That We don't want to look like Venezuela, but it feels like it today when you look at the Colorado um ruling, you're thinking, this is not how we do things in America. We just don't do it this way. No matter how angry you are with each other, we don't do it this way. I see there's so many people saying that, including Democrats. There are Democrats, I think, that don't feel good about what, what happened yesterday as well. I want to turn to the impeachment proceedings for a second. There is the constant mantra in the mainstream media and Democrats, there's no evidence. Of course, we know there's a lot of evidence. I've spent the last five years getting it to the American public. And the American public knows there's no evidence, even despite the mantra. Uh, But I want to ask you about one piece of evidence. We know that Hunter Biden was engaging with people who were of concern to the Justice Department, the FBI and the U.S. intelligence community. We know, for instance, that um, the Burisma owner was clearly uh, somebody that was deemed corrupt by our State Department being monitored. Uh, There were efforts by the Justice Department and others to potentially pursue legal avenues against him. More recently in the China deal, the China CEFC deal, we know that the chairman of China, CFC, uh, Chairman uh, uh, Zeng, uh, he was uh, put into house arrest in the United States. I'm sorry, Chairman Yi. He was put into the house arrest in China over concerns of corruption. And one of his most important uh, uh, facilitators in the United States, a man named Patrick Ho, was indicted and convicted and sent to prison uh, for bribery across the world. There's suggestions he was helping Iran, he was definitely helping Africa and uh, China uh, try to uh, make deals that were potentially illegal. Um, well, I was going through the court filing on Patrick Ho the other day, and I found this notification in late 2018 that there are significant FISA intercepts involving Patrick Ho that the government has. Is that the sort of evidence that both impeachment, maybe House intelligence, maybe some of the other security committees ought to go and ask for to see if there is FISA? evidence that captures Hunter Biden, James Biden, or other conversations that could inform the American public about impeachment? Absolutely, John. And, you know, I just want to say thank you as a, a, you know, a citizen first of this country and somebody loves this country so much for your diligence and your hard work. Um, You know, every single one of us that is engaging in this fight has different skills, talents, and abilities. And I appreciate, brother, that you're using yours, you know, to try and maintain this uh, constitutional republic that we love so much. But this is one of the things, John, I love so much about this, the fact that we're going to be moving forward with, with this impeachment inquiry and just the continued investigation and the more thorough investigation that we'll now be able to do with subpoena power. Um, just to, you know, continue to turn over rocks and expose, you know, what this uh, what this family has been doing for, you know, many, many years now and how, you know, elaborate um, their efforts to sell out, you know, this country really is. And uh, I I think the American people need to see it. I think they need to understand um, what, you know, why this individual is actually where he's at in, in the White House. Um, you know, I don't want to get too conspiratorial, John, but I per- personally, when I look at the commander in chief right now, and this isn't a statement that I make lightly, John, as somebody who served in, in the military, but I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you this, it doesn't, it never made sense to me why they would pick this guy, you know, to run, be there, be there, um, you know, their, um, standard bearer and, and be their candidate. Um, but as the more I look at it, John, he, to me, he's the perfect fall guy. They know that they know that he's destroying the country. And I do believe I do believe that to get what they want, to get this totalitarian government that they want, they have to destroy it first. You can, we can't have freedom. The freedoms that we've had, we can't have the prosperity um, that we've always had. We can't have we can't have the Constitution if they're going to usher in this top down totalitarian control that I do believe that many of our political elites want. And I think he's the perfect fall guy because he's so corrupt. They have so much dirt on him that he basically has to do whatever they whatever they tell him to do. And I just John, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know, any sense to me why this guy would continue to be their, you know, their standard bearer and the guy that they continue to put up, you know, for president. And I don't say that lightly, but I mean, when you look across the board at the damage that this man and his administration are doing to this country, 
you have to start you have to start asking serious questions. Yeah, no, these are serious questions. And if there is vice evidence against the Biden family, it would be an extraordinary uh, body of evidence. It would be contemporaneous intercepts, and it would mean that our own intelligence agencies saw things that were troubling that intersected with the Biden family. In fact, it seems almost improbable, given what we know know about the Biden family's dealings, who they were dealing with, that there isn't FISA, uh, some sort of FISA intercepts. It'll be interesting to see if the committees jump on that in the next couple of weeks. I want to finish up with the opportunity that comes with the new year. Um, and that is that in the final budget deal, whatever that's going to be, there's an opportunity for Republicans to leverage, and they now have the upper hand. The polling shows you have the upper hand. Uh, to to get the sort of border security deal that has been elusive the last two, almost three years of Joe Biden's presidency. Uh, there seems to be all these discussions going on in Republican circles. Well, what should we do? It seems as though the Republicans in the House already have the answer. H.R. 2, should Mike Johnson hold out to get all of H.R. 2 in the budget deal? Yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, I do believe so, John. I, I think that you you know me, you've had me on the show many times. I'm the type of guy that believes that um, we could get a lot more than we normally get if we actually were willing to stand and fight. Um, I don't usually see that from the Republican Party. It's one of my many, many frustrations. I mean, it's not that there's not plenty of good people in the party. I think that there's just this attitude that we have to continually capitulate, kick the can down the road. And I've you know, shown many times this year I don't agree with that strategy and I'm not going to fall prey to it. Um, but I do want to see us. I do want to see us take the hardest line possible and, uh, you know, get get the get the most wins we can from the American people. And I know that the border is at the top of their list. So I'm all about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great moment. And it's so funny when people look at HR two, all the border experts we talked about, like that's the perfect plan. That's all we need. This would fix it tomorrow. And um, it's it seems like the answer for what we need in the budget deal sitting right in the work. One of the first things that Congress got passed after uh, Republicans got in control. Congressman, it is such an honor to always have you on the show. You are such an, a beacon of truth and such a beacon of clarity. And uh, we just thank you for your incredible service to this country, from the military to today, and wish you a very Merry Christmas. Back at you, John. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you as well. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, AMAC Wednesday. Yep, Bobby Charles in the house. We'll be talking about Colorado, impeachment, and so much more right after these messages. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. 
All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. It's Wednesday, so it is AMAC Wednesday, a great opportunity to have, I think, one of the most informed discussions of the week with our good friends at the Association of Mature American Citizens, and no better friend to think of at this moment. I was thinking of him last night when the Colorado Supreme Court ruling came about, what he must be thinking. Well, now we're going to find out firsthand. Joining us right now, Bobby Charles, the national spokesman for AMAC. Bobby, good to be with you. Happy Wednesday. Merry Christmas. Thank you. What a night last night was. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, I, I, if you would have asked me to predict whether this could happen, I would say no, because I would believe that anyone that had a legal education uh, and who had ever taken constitutional law would understand that four partisans on a state court cannot uh, reverse democracy in America and take a presidential candidate of their own choosing off the ballot. We are really witnessing something here that I guess, you know, to to uh, to flip the if I may flip the switch for a moment, uh, really, this is like an insurrection in and of itself. It is a uh, it is an upheaval intended to uh, subvert the democratic process, the majority rule process in this country and to do so state by state. So. Um, I, I am. I, it, it is an absolute legal absurdity, as you know, John. I clerked on the Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals. Uh, this is an unthinkable turn of events. I am sure the Supreme Court will reverse it, but I also think it tells you something about the. I have to be cautious with my words here, but John, the the degree of um, mental affliction, the obsessiveness that uh, some carry around in a partisan way. I think most of those that support Donald Trump are not all about his personality. They're about the fact that he was very good for the economy, for the national security of the country, for the street security of the country, for the first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, uh, 10th amendment rights of citizens. He was looking to try to return money to people and not take it from them. He wanted to diffuse power, not to concentrate power. Um, and so you might not like his personality, but he was a, a very effective uh, pursuer of policies that preserved and protected the country and the individual liberties of all citizens. The reverse is a concentration of power with a kind of, a, of an obsessive anti-Trump approach to life. And I think what you're seeing in this decision in Colorado, which uh, obviously could be a harbinger if it's not reversed, it could be a harbinger of um, incredible uh, fraying of the democracy and our democratic process, the process of electing a president nationwide. But I, I don't think it will stand. I don't think it can stand for anyone who's a real constitutionalist, including, by the way, some of the more liberal members of the Supreme Court. I don't think even if they hate Donald Trump, uh, they have to understand that this becomes a precedent that undermines or allows the opinion of any four justices on a seven member court or any uh, five on a nine member court at the state level to subvert the entire democratic process, which is embodied in the first three articles and in particular uh, the first and second of our court. So it's it's of our of our country, of our constitution. So as I look at it, John, I, I say it's an anomaly, but it's also kind of like the canary in the coal mine. It is a very strong indication that a part of this country has become afflicted with a deep, deep um, anti-democratic sentiment. Yeah. In fact, it's funny. The ruling says it's trying to defend democracy, but it actually may be one of the greatest assaults against our democracy in recorded legal history. You served as a clerk on one of the more influential federal appeals courts in this country. For a second, if you could just step back and just referee the legal issues here. I've seen everybody from Hans von Spakovsky to Jonathan Turley, Democrat, Spakovsky, uh, Republican, ripping this, saying that, man, the legal basis for this ruling is zero. What's your take on the legal principles here? Yeah, so let's let's do as quickly as we can. Let's unpack this. The 14th Amendment came into being after the Civil War. And the notion was that you didn't want a Jefferson Davis to end up a civil war having been fought. You didn't want a Confederate or the Confederacy to somehow use uh, the, the political process to subvert uh, the outcome of that war. And the, the idea that you would take the word insurrection, which is actually not defined in the Constitution or in the 14th Amendment, uh, it is essentially an anti-democratic um, revolt against the people would be the, the way that I guess I would loosely frame it. 
Um, and if the notion that you would allow anyone to hold an opinion, uh, th- there's been no proof in any court, not a state court, not a federal court, that what occurred in Washington, D.C., as a matter of fact, was an insurrection. I've been in countries all over the world as Assistant Secretary of State with Powell, who managed operational programs in Iran and, I mean, I'm sorry, in Iraq and in Afghanistan and in Kosovo and in Colombia. I will tell you what an insurrection is. An insurrection is a lot of dead people, a lot of dead people, bullet bullets all over the place. Uh, and, you know, what happened, for example, in Haiti and what has happened in uh, countries that have flipped uh, to dictatorship with, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> what we're witnessing uh, in parts of the Middle East looks like the kind of violence that can lead to the toppling of a of a country. There was not one percent chance that this mob that got out of hand and got into the Capitol was going to change the leadership of the United States of America. Not one percent chance. Okay, so the objective legal fact is that there was not an insurrection. That was a political word that was lofted by Mr. Schumer and Liz Cheney and a bunch of people who hated for partisan reasons, Donald Trump. Okay, that that, that's where that came from. Now, independent of the fact that there's never been a finding of an insurrection legally by any state or federal court, you independently now have to ask the question whether the political speech that was given by the then president of the United States amounted to participation in whatever that was. And there is just no way that legally we've had an adjudication. This president has had no opportunity to defend himself against the charges of an, of an insurrection or participating or, or advocating it. So we, we believe in this country in something else called the Fifth Amendment. And by the way, another piece of the 14th Amendment, which applies the Fifth Amendment to the states, and that is due process. And as part of due process, never mind the Sixth Amendment right to confrontation uh, of those that accuse you uh, and and the Fourth Amendment right to not be disturbed in your in your in your papers and and in your home. We have we have we have not witnessed due process here at at the federal level or at the state level. And the notion that four just judges or justices, as they call themselves, could wake up and decide that we're going to go we're going to subvert the democratic process nationally and we're going to knock this guy off the ballot and we're going to trigger other knocking him off the ballot, uh, and it's all going to be fine and well because we four have decided that is just absurdity, that no, no member of our founding fathers would ever, ever, ever have subscribed to this, nor would any of the state governors um, have subscribed to it, even at a time when the Tenth Amendment was real and alive and walking. So, you know, I, I think one of the things people have to just sit back and realize is that there's a certain degree of... Um, not just politicization, but a kind of a political hyperbole, a kind of a political hysteria that has worked itself into the state judiciary. And that's in part because these particular justices, every single one of the seven, uh, were appointed by a Democrat. I guess my only real surprise is that given this state, state of uh, you know political histrionics and its ability to infect the judiciary, that you ended up with three justices that decided this wasn't really constitutional. So I, I say, John, the Supreme Court has to look at it. It will get reversed, but it's very disappointing because it means that those who we think are educated and well-spoken and, and thoughtful and went to law school, we think that they will administer justice in a fair and impartial way. That's what they're sworn to do. But I don't think this was either fair or impartial, and it certainly wasn't constitutional. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable to read when you read it. And one of the first reactions that a lot of the wisest people I know said is this is going to open up, this, if this stands, this opens up tit for tat, right? All right, you take our candidate off in Colorado, we'll take your candidate off in Texas, and then we'll take your candidate off here, and we'll take it off. Our founding fathers never wanted that to be the case. They wanted the American people to be the ultimate arbiter of who got elected and who didn't and not have courts and others playing games with that. In less than 24 hours after people said that, all of a sudden the lieutenant governor of Texas says, hey, maybe we're going to kick Biden off the ballot in Texas as a thing. And the California lieutenant governor says, hey, let's take Colorado and do it in uh, California. Exactly the fear that this became. We've now lessened the standards of election integrity to whatever a state's whim is. That's why I think at the end of the day, the Supreme Court could put this toothpaste back in the in the tube. If it doesn't, we're in a really tough situation, aren't we? We are. I'll just say three things. One, the founding fathers feared most the idea of factionalism, and that's what this really is, and it's infected the judiciary. Number two, the judiciary, the court system, 
that article in our Constitution was intended as a counterbalance, but never as a trump card against the majority will. The majority will is how democracies work. The, the majority rules. Uh, we know that all the way back to grade school. And the last thing I'll say is that to me, what this really tells us is that there are people on the left and who knows, maybe there's some far right fringe as well, but there are definitely people on the left, a, a large number of them that have decided that rule of law as as historically understood for 250 years and frankly back to Coke and Montesquieu and back to the British common law no longer applies, that they will decide what 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 will happen and they will do it on a political and on a partisan basis. It is a disgrace. Those four justices, at, honestly, I think they should all be impeached. They 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 truly have miscarried what I believe is the oath that they took. And, you know, I, I just don't understand how people lose their minds so quickly. I, you know, we go to law school, we spend three years uh, working on trying to understand what it means to fairly and uh, impartially administer rule of law. And you can be a little bit more on the activist side or a little bit more on the textualist and originalist and constitutionalist side. But these people, these people are taking unto themselves, usurping unto themselves, aggregating unto themselves the power to upend the democracy. And that is that is nowhere taught in any law school in the country. And God forbid it should ever be taught. Yeah, no, it was never law was never meant to be weaponized. And the fact that it wasn't for the first 240 plus years of this country is why we have such a great history uh, and such rich um, success in our in our uh, our everyday endeavors. I you were uh, a face to the world for the United States government for a long time at the State Department as an assistant secretary. When you're sitting in a foreign country now, maybe it's a democracy, maybe it's a constitutional republic, maybe it's one striving to have one like America. What message did this ruling yesterday send to the world and to all those countries you used to deal with in your job at the, Secret at the uh, State Department? You know, it's, it's interesting that you ask me that question, John, not one that we talked about off air, but one that comes quickly to my mind. Um, when Colin Powell was the secretary, I was the, the assistant secretary in charge of uh, the rule of law programs worldwide and had a $2 billion budget. And I went to all of these countries, whether it was Laos or Thailand or Malaysia or Colombia or Bolivia or Peru or Mexico. And I said, listen, um, I understand that humanity is, is, is imperfect everywhere, but we have to have rule of law and not rule by people. We have to remember that there is such a thing as the majesty of law. And we would talk through what it meant in that country for, the, for those people. And they would reach for our articles in our Constitution, and they would reach up for our Bill of Rights. And they would, they would understand, even, even in places where they didn't want to understand, the leadership of the country didn't want to understand it, they did understand that the United States of America was a beacon. We really did believe this stuff. We worked toward it. We, 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 tried, we held ourselves and our own feet to the fire. And now what's happened in this, this, this opinion, really in, in tandem with the way in which the Biden administration has just gotten away with murder, uh, it, 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 shocks, it shocks people. I know people abroad. I talk to people abroad. They're so disappointed in the United States. They, they want us to be our best selves so that that will in turn hold their leadership to its best self. And when we fail them, when we fail them militarily in places like Afghanistan and, and uh, we, we, we invite conflict by weakness and then on the, on the flip side of that, we don't respect rule of law at home, it, it sends this shiver through the whole world. Pe people don't realize John, that every country in the world, of, of maybe 200 countries in the world, if they publish a paper, the United States of America and what's going on here is above the fold in their paper. We, we don't get Botswana news above the fold in our paper, but Botswana gets our news. And, and they look to us to, to try to see what it means to live up to the idea of patience to live up to the idea of respect for laws, even when you don't like the outcome or the candidate, respect for election integrity, respect for the idea that this thing, this constitution that we talk about really, really matters. And that over years and as people come and go, it will not change and our respect for it won't change. And decisions like this undermine their confidence as much as they undermine our confidence. It's very disappointing. It is so well put there. I can see our allies around the world just nodding as you were talking, because that's exactly what they've expected America 
to represent what you just said. And of course, in the last few years, we seem to have <laughs> taken a lot of shine off of that message uh, for the world. And that's so, it's not just about what's happening in America now. We're beginning to create doubt about our great system of governance in other countries. And that would be an enormous travesty beyond what we've already. Let me put a silver lining on it. It's a, it's a thin silver lining. It's not a thick one. But um, the reality here is that nothing about this is irreversible. If Americans come to their senses and moderate Democrats and independents and even anti-Trump Republicans say, you know, my country and the Constitution really do matter more than whether I dislike a candidate or I dislike a party or I, I dislike an event that the party was part of in the past. There are lots of things that Republicans could say about Democrats and Democrats about Republicans. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if we can if we can if we can say to ourselves as we go to sleep at night, look, this country really is the greatest country that has ever come together on the planet in terms of respect for individual liberty and for the rule of law. We, we actually have lived, we've walked the walk. Uh, it, it was all theoretical before 1776. And then all of a sudden, you know, the ideas that had been put in, in, on paper by Socrates and Plato and, and John Locke and, and all of the great philosophers um, it, it, it came to life. And, and, and life was breathed into this idea of individual liberties protected in the context of democratic majority rule. If we throw all that out in this generation, we have not only sullied ourselves and the future, but we have disgraced all the sacrifice that not only we, but other countries around the world have put behind the principle of democracy. So Donald Trump is not the enemy of democracy, nor was January 6th anything more than a very bad mob scene, okay? And, but if we pretend that that was tantamount to an insurrection of the kind that leaves leaders of a country dead and flips the country, and if we pretend that because for partisan reasons we don't like the other side or we don't like a candidate, we have ruined, you know, we've, we've, we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. We've ruined the principle of constitutional rule so that in a moment we can somehow not like a particular candidate and prevent him from getting on the ballot. It is really an absurdity. It's a miscarriage of democracy, of justice, and of the oath that those justices in Colorado took. Yeah, so well put. So very well put. Last question for you, because I think a lot has happened in the last week. We get even greater visibility on Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the corruption scheme. Democrats seem a lot more uncomfortable about Joe Biden and his standing in the polls in the last few weeks. And I think the idea that most Americans now think that they don't believe Joe Biden when he said he wasn't involved in his own business. There's a super majority that believes he was involved. It creates a real problem, right? Because now Democrats don't can't make an argument that voters no longer believe. In the past, they, they trusted Joe Biden on this. They now got burned. That dynamic makes the 2024 election very different for Joe Biden. Are Democrats cognizant of just how different the landscape is for this president in 2024 versus what he pulled off in 2020? I guess I would like to believe that those who still have their heads about them, to uh, to quote from Kipling, um, are aware of this. I mean, that they have essentially a duplicitous demagogue with dementia as their candidate. And that's a pretty sad turn of events when that's a party that lofted people like Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and Harry Truman and, and John Kennedy, and, the, and frankly, not a particularly effective president, but the good hearted and honest minded Jimmy Carter, uh, you know, go back in time or forward in time. Bottom line is, this is a candidate who has disgraced the country with his personal greed and has also disgraced the country with his duplicitousness and uh, is not equipped to be the president. And he's a demagogue. And, and those who fall into line behind a demagogue ultimately become the enemies of that constitutionalism that we think about as the protector of democracy. Yeah, so well put. There's such big issues. It's funny. This January, there'll be such momentous issues that we return to from the holiday season. The Supreme Court ruling in on the Colorado case impeachment and where that goes and what else we may learn from the evidence, which I fear is perhaps going to become even more devastating to the Biden family. It is going to be a momentous beginning to 2024. And one of the good things I know with our partnership, we're going to get to go through all of it with you, Bobby, over the next year. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, a safe Christmas, a blessed Christmas. And uh, thank you for all that you've done to support Just the News with all of your wisdom, with all of your insights and analysis. We're darn lucky to have you in our fold. John, it is an honor to be on your show. And I tell people all the time that if, if people, all the reporters in the country at all the 
all the media outlets in the country could have the integrity of John Solomon, honestly, we'd be in much better shape. Right now, we, we are facing uh, some really significant challenges, and AMAC fights for uh, for all of these these good causes every day in the in the capitals of states, in the capitals of the United capital of the United States. Uh, but we also, you know, we go out there every day and try to speak truth to power. And um, and I think that's what the average American wants. And that's why I would encourage people to come join AMAC, go to AMAC.us and just join us in this fight. It's a it's a worthy fight. It's a fight for the country in the future. Oh, there's no doubt. As I mentioned, folks, at the top of the show, it's AMAC Wednesday. If you want to say thank you to AMAC for the support of Just the News, go to AMAC.us slash Just News. You're going to get a special discount at that URL. Bobby set that up for us. We're so darn lucky. Uh, it's a great way to uh, not only thank them for the support of Just the News, but to get enormous benefits for yourself. You get discounts on products, special offers for insurances and other things that are great. I, I save money every month on my travel just by using my AMAC card. Then you get the news and you get the analysis and you get the podcast Then you get the beautiful monthly magazine with some of the brightest and smartest analysis. You're going to get a great sit down read on a Sunday afternoon. It is one of the most extraordinary memberships communities you'll ever join. And on top of that, you get lots of opportunities to do civic good, be a election observer, go talk to your state legislator, go talk to your congressman or congresswoman. It is a extraordinary experience and you're surrounded with people as wise and as patriotic as my good friend, Bobby Charles. Bobby, Merry Christmas to you. Folks, go check out for sure and sign up at AMAC. All right, folks, one more good one to go. In a few moments, we'll have the one, the only Mike Davis from Article 3 Project. He's got a very keen legal analysis on what happened at the Colorado Supreme Court. We'll have that next. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, America. We only got a few minutes left, but I wanted to bring in one of the keenest minds I know. When the uh, Supreme Court ruling came down in Colorado last night, the first guy I called was Mike Davis. He has given us such great legal analysis throughout the last couple of years, and he joins us. Of course, he's the president and founder of the Article 3 Project. Mike, great to have you here. I've been watching your Twitter feed. You have some of the best analysis of what's wrong with this ruling. Give us your top line of where these Supreme Court justices in Colorado went off the rails. 
Well, they went off the rails when they thought that four Democrat operatives in robes on the Colorado Supreme Court think that they get to decide who's on the the primary ballot in Colorado. They get to disenfranchise over a million Trump supporters who live in Colorado. And that's not how the, the, the law works. The 14th Amendment was passed after the Civil War. Section 3 was passed to chase out of office Confederate insurrectionist who undermines the post-Civil War reconstruction effort in the Union. And so they enacted se- Section 3 to, to disqualify them from public office for engaging in insurrection or rebellion. There is a case law from 1869 from Chief Justice Samuel Chase that's very clear. In order to disqualify an office holder, Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute, which Congress has done. It's still on the books related to insurrection or rebellion. So if you want to chase out of office President Trump for January 6th, which is ludicrous, it was not an insurrection. It was a lawful protest that devolved into a riot. How many insurrectionists go into a Capitol unarmed, follow police direction, walk through velvet ropes and don't burn down the damn place, right? So setting that aside, if you want to get rid of Trump, disqualify him for insurrection, you have to bring federal criminal charges for insurrection or rebellion under the federal criminal statute. The grand jury has to approve those charges. The federal jury has to find guilt unanimously beyond a reasonable doubt. The federal judge has to convict, and that conviction has to be upheld on federal appeal. That is the only way you can do that under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and that's very clear from that 1869 court decision from Chief Justice Samuel Chase. These four Democrat operatives on the Colorado Supreme Court made this egregious legal ruling. It's so bad that the three other Democrats on this seven to nothing Democrat Colorado Supreme Court wrote uh, ferocious dissents calling out the lawlessness of these four Democrat operatives. Yeah, it was. The dissent was amazing. You know, you were the first person to come on our show and say, listen, someone in Colorado is going to do it. I know it. I've watched it. Uh, They're going to do it. And then you predicted the danger of this, which is uh, once it happens, it lowers the threshold. Now, everybody thinks they're going to do it today. Lieutenant governor in California says, hey, we're going to do it here in California. Take the Colorado thing. Do it in California. Lieutenant governor in Texas says, well, maybe we'll take Joe Biden off there. Lowering the threshold is exactly what our founding fathers never wanted to happen. Right. And this is why the Supreme Court of the United States must take must take this case immediately and reverse this ruling immediately. It should be nine to nothing if the if the Supreme Court justices actually have the courage and the willingness to follow the law. It might be six to three because the three Democrat Supreme Court justices justices have become such partisan actors. But the Supreme Court should take this and fix this immediately. These are republic ending tactics by these Democrats. The two bogus impeachments for nonsense, four bogus indictments for non-crimes, two unconstitutional gag orders on a criminal defendant, something you would do in China, the civil fraud for the non-fraud of paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks in full on time with interest to bankrupt Trump. And now that that backfired and Trump's beating Biden like a drum for November 5th, 2024, the Democrats have thrown this legal Hail Mary to disqualify Trump under this post-Civil War constitutional amendment. It's an absurd legal theory, but this Hail Mary was caught by four Democrat activists on the Colorado Supreme Court. The Supreme Court of the United States must end this now. Yeah, that is exactly right. It's such an important thing. You called this from the beginning. You had it right, Mike, and uh, it played out sadly the way you said last night. But the Supreme Court of the United States gets the last word. I think we'll be seeing that pretty early next year. Great honor to have you on. If we don't get to see you before Christmas, Merry Christmas, my friend. Thank you for all you do to contribute to this great network. Merry Christmas. Thank you. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. A big thank you to everyone who joined us today, Congressman Crane, Mike Davis, and of course, our good friends at AMAC and Bobby Charles. What a great show. If you want to go give the gift of an AMAC membership or give one to yourself this holiday season, go to amac.us slash Just News. AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash just news. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with regular program. We've got a great show tomorrow. I'm actually kind of excited with what we're planning to do over the next few weeks. We've got some thematic shows. But on Thursday, we're going to be talking to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger. He has been warning 
that the open border is going to create a massive potential election integrity issue in America. He's the chief election officer in Georgia. He believes there's going to be continued pushes to get illegal aliens on the election rolls, get them to vote in some municipalities that already occurs. Raffsenberger is arguing for a federal constitutional amendment and a Georgia constitutional amendment to prohibit forever the idea that non-citizens, people who don't currently hold citizenship, should be allowed to vote in America. He wants to ban that. Well, I'll kick that off tomorrow. Then the second half of the show, we're going to talk with a good friend and a great advocate of the Second Amendment and of firearm safety, Leah Thomas in the house. She is promoting a great product that I love. I'm giving as gifts muzzle stick. These are barrel and chamber frags that let you know visually very quickly whether a gun is loaded or not. These are particularly important if you have a stranger in your house who doesn't know how to handle guns very quickly. It gives the proper information visually within a few seconds. Muzzle stick. I love it. It's a great gift, a great stocking stuffer. We'll be talking to Leah Thomas tomorrow. That's our show tomorrow. Until then, God bless you and have a wonderful, blessed Wednesday before Christmas. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.